The following recording is a production of Kicking Out at Two in conjunction with the Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network and is intended for private use only. For more information, head on over to facebook.com forward slash kicking out at two or our Twitter handle at kicking out two, along with searching Retromania with a W on any and all podcast platforms available to listen to archive shows such as this and all the great content of the Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network. Evergreen content at your fingertips anytime at your listening pleasure. And with that being said, we thank you for listening and hope you enjoy the show. A little bonus show action here on WrestleMania weekend as we prepare for WrestleMania 39, WrestleMania Saturday, and WrestleMania Sunday with a special bonus watch along, a review of sorts. Uh, coming to you here on Kicking Out of Two, I'm your host Dave Rosenbluth, and the centerpiece of this redo, the individual that uh, uh, I've, I've granted his request to uh, for a little bit of redemption of sorts, uh, one Dennis J. Levy. What's up, buddy? Dave, excited, excited uh, like always, to be uh, uh, to do a podcast with you. That um, yeah, that um, what was, what was that? We let the the fans pick, or like or the roulette style, and like wow, they yeah, were all these great matches. You know, my memory's fucked. Yeah, the roulette style. That that that. that uh, and I said it could be the first match on the wheel, yep. or it could be the last match on the wheel. Yep. And you said you're the host, you choose. And yep. so I said, okay, let's make it interesting. And then the last match on the wheel stands wins, and it was. WrestleMania 9, Bret Hart and Yokozuna. Yep. Um, and uh, some pretty good feedback from from uh, from our listeners uh, going back to listen to that. So I appreciate that. Uh, but I told you at the end of that podcast that we were gonna we were gonna redo, uh, give you a redo if you will. So uh, this time um, it's not gonna be roulette style. It's gonna be a match of your choice based on a list that I've compiled. Oh, let's do it. So, um, and these are. Matches from, like I said, milestone mm-hmm. WrestleManias. So on kicking out of two this year, we're covering 1988, we're covering 1993, we're covering 1998, 2003, and 2008. Uh, so these are some of the, the the heavy hitters from those particular years. From 1988, the main event of WrestleMania four, Macho Man Randy Savage and Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man, in the finals of the WWF Championship Tournament. WrestleMania fourteen. Stone Cold Steve Austin and Shawn Michaels with Mike Tyson as the special guest referee, or special guest enforcer, excuse me, from WrestleMania 14. That's also for the WWF Championship. From WrestleMania 19, 20 years in the making, Street Fight, Hollywood Hulk Hogan, Vince McMahon. Also from WrestleMania 19, the final chapter in one of the greatest trilogies in all of WrestleMania history, Stone Cold Steve Austin taking on The Rock. The main event of that WrestleMania, also on this, this selection list here that you can choose from, Kurt Angle defending the WWE Championship against Brock Lesnar. From WrestleMania 24, the career-threatening match, Shawn Michaels against Nature Boy Ric Flair. The Big Show taking on Floyd Mayweather. No. The <laughs> Money in the Bank ladder match that featured Mr. Kennedy, MVP, John Morrison, Carlito, Shelton Benjamin, Chris Jericho, and CM Punk. And the main event from that WrestleMania that particular year, Edge defending the World Heavyweight Championship against The Undertaker. So, I am going to let you choose, Dennis, which match we are going to watch in its entirety. Definitely not Mayweather uh, Big Show. All right, so we're we're eliminating that one. Yeah, no, the other ones are pretty, are gems. Um, You know what? Let's go to the one that broke my heart the most. That, uh... Let's do Macho Man uh, versus Ted DiBiase. Macho Man, Ted DiBiase? uh, WrestleMania 4? You know know that Ted DiBiase, as a kid, was my favorite singles wrestler. Demolition, as as a kid, was my favorite wrestling thing. uh, Like, Like they were my favorite thing. The the, the bus stopped when I was a kid for Demolition. Okay. uh, uh, If I knew... If I was more into the territories, obviously Bleacher Two wouldn't have been my favorite. But 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 if I was a WWE kid. That that, that uh, you weren't exposed to the Road Warriors. No, yet. I knew of them. I just wasn't really exposed to them until until they until until they made the leap. Uh, that um, but anyway, that uh, so I know those other other matches. You know that's gonna be more technically sound and whatever. But I want to go nostalgic. 
and I want to see my main man Ted DiBiase. That 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 uh, that um, I was convinced too. Finally, DiBiase is going to win the title, even even before the tournament. That that even as a kid, I knew Hogan, Andre the Giant is going to be Smas. I threw them out. That they you knew that when they were like in the first round, you knew something fishy was going was happening there. Yeah. That that that. I really thought it was going to be DiBiase. Okay. Time. Well, how about this? We're going to we we will elaborate on that as we watch this. Uh, for those of you out there listening, Dennis has chosen Randy Savage, Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase. So, I, what I want you to do is I'm going to get things all queued up. Search WrestleMania Four, and I'll give you the timestamp of where you're going to pause it, and then all the directions that we normally do with these watch-alongs. And uh, we'll be back with you in a brief moment, right here at Kicking Out at Two. Retro Man Dandy Cabbage here, that's right, giving you all the inside scoop of what's going on at the Retro Mania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network. When you head on over to Retro Mania, you'll find the boys from Cool Truth with AC talking all things WWE, Impact, AEW. They might even be talking about the current state of affairs in our political environment. Well, head on over there if you want to talk about that stuff, if that's what you like, if that's your bag, if you will. Over on Kicking Out at 2, Dave's doing the WrestleMania season thing with watch-alongs, recaps, fantasy booking, covering WrestleManias 4, 9, 14, 19, and 24. Oh yeah, plus, working out the days, season 3, Raw is 30, Kobe and Dave, they tackle the return of Hulkamania to Monday Night Raw. All of that and so much more over at the Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network. Dig it! All right, we are back and we are ready in the queue here for our redo bonus WrestleMania watch along. Redo a mania here on Kicking Out at Two as we get ready for WrestleMania weekend, WrestleMania Saturday, and WrestleMania Sunday. What I want you guys to do is, if you haven't done so already, search WrestleMania 4 on the Peacock, Season 4, Episode 1. Fast forward all the way to 3 hours, 11 minutes, and 2 seconds where. You will pause it, and then you will see Howard Finkel standing in the middle of the ring as they get ready to introduce uh, the participants in the finals of the WrestleMania 4 tournament. But before we do that, I thought it would be interesting to get your perspective on some of the marquee matchups heading into this year's WrestleMania. Get your your take on some of the build and your predictions for some of these matches. Oh, so, let's do it. Um. A highly controversial match that myself included didn't really care for, but it's kind of grown on me. Brock Lesnar and the Nigerian Giant almost. I I just think this the you got to figure the back the the backstory must be hilarious because everyone knows I am a huge huge uh, Bray Wyatt fan. Yeah, that that, that uh, goes Kenny Omega on a Tuesday. <laughs> and and on a Wednesday, it's 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 Bray Wyatt from favorite current wrestler. Yeah, that that that, that everyone knows that. Yeah, that um, that uh, so 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 I just think it's funny. You know that 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 Triple H or whatever the fuck Khan went up went up to Brock and goes, buddy, boy, boy, do I got great news for you? It's gonna be you and Bray at WrestleMania. And Brock took a second and goes, Are you fucking crazy? Anyone but that fucking dude. Yeah. That that, that uh. That's I'm telling you right now. That's the rumor that he turned it down. Oh, I, I, I can, do you disagree with the dude? I mean, did you see that fucking shit? Rumble was a gem, other than my Bray Wyatt match. That was. I was the at the shit. Rumble. Yeah, was, you were there. I was at the Rumble. I'll say this. Why did it live? Did 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 it, was, what did it look like live? Well, it was. I mean, they had the black light. It was dark, and. My wife, she got up to use the bathroom during that match. At the perfect time to do it. And it was over pretty quickly. I'll say that. Um, Where I was seated, um, I I think I've shown you the picture. But where I was seated, I was dead center in front of the hard camera in the second to last row in the lower bowl. So the overhang of the next tier in 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 the Alamo Dome, I could see the ring perfectly. But I couldn't see the screen. So that, that was my obstructed view. Um, it would have been nice to have at least get an idea 
of what the, the, the match really was because there were times where it spilled out to the floor yeah. and it being dark. Can't see a whole lot. But anyways, um, yeah, the rumor is is that Brock turned it down. And then I just heard a rumor recently that, that, that Bray Wyatt was disappointed in that because Bray was looking to... Bray was looking forward to having the match because, according to the rumors out there, was that Bray wanted Brock to, like, totally destroy him. Massacre. You know, a, a, a metaphoric bloodbath, if you will, that would help rebuild the character. They would see, like, a reincarnation of some version of, of, of the Bray Wyatt persona. Um, but Brock had turned it down. So, um... I think I understand Brock's take on it. I still would have liked to have seen Brock and Bray. I think it's the bigger money match. But at the same time, you can't help but maybe possibly be impressed that uh, of, of the spectacle of Brock Lesnar lifting this big monster Omos. Yeah, you know it's going to happen. Putting him in the F5. Now, you know what's, your, what's your prediction on that? Oh, match? yeah. Uh, Brock, Brock all day. Really? Brock all day. Okay. That, 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 uh, okay. That, uh, if this was Vengeance, or even SummerSlam... I think Omos might have a chance of going over. It's WrestleMania. This is the dude that took out Taker. Uh, that, 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 uh, he's not losing Omos. I'm, I'm going to go with a bold prediction. This is bold, then. And I'm going to say that Omos ha- somehow gets the victory over Brock. I give you... Whether Brock gets himself disqualified or let's say Brock F5s him like four or five times, right? And then he goes... Nuts and like either he assaults the referee or he uses a chair and attacks Omas. I think Omas comes out of that the victor somehow. I think this, I think Brock working with him is designed to help make Omas because I don't, I don't know how much longer Brock has. Usually Brock's deals are up around WrestleMania time. Yeah, I don't know how much longer he has when it comes to uh, his time in the company. Um, if he's signed an extension. Or if maybe the latter part of this this run is him helping establish newer people, who knows? Um, that's one match I wanted to to, to discuss with you. Um, another match that I wanted to address with you: Cena Bomber, Austin Theory. What's your take on that? Where do you? What, 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 I'm so excited about this match. I think Cena wins. I think he, I think, but but Grady's gonna drop it the next night on Raw. I so, really, so so there's two nights of WrestleMania. Let's let's be clear on that. Oh, whatever. So, so there's, it could so, be. A, that's a good point. So he, he could. I could see him winning it the first night. Yeah, then does the open challenge. And then he does the open challenge the second night. And then he's so, gonna drop it. And then he drops it. But to whom? That's what I'm thinking. Who knows? But like 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 that's the one. That's what that's what I'm so intrigued about. I think you do it on the uh, that Raw after WrestleMania. Normally it's a magic night. Yeah. Uh, that, 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 that's when I will do it. So you uh, do the match that, uh, on Sunday, and, and then, the- then you have whoever the hottest free agent. Uh, that that uh, I would love to see the Switchblade. Jay White. Yeah, Jay Wright. But I don't think he's ready for that that limelight yet. Yeah, I don't know. You get, you gotta, he has to go through the NXT system, in my opinion, first. Yeah. But. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, you give it my heart of hearts. You know, I've been waiting for the Jay Uso singles push. That that that, that uh, you have you have the breakup at, at WrestleMania. I would put that tag match. I don't know. All right, so let me get 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 Cena thing. Cena bottom. Cena Cena theory. We'll talk. I'm, about I'm that very minute. excited about it. Cena goes over. Okay. Cena takes the title. I, th- I think I think Cena does take the title, but I do le- I do I do think it's open for maybe Cena dropping it the next night at WrestleMania Sunday. Yeah. Whether it's the theory, whether it's to somebody new, I'm not sure. But I think that that's something that gets played around. All right. Um, Edge and Finny Boy, Hell in the Cell. Oh, uh, we all know Edge is, is winning that. Okay. That uh, and I hope to God. I love what Rhea and Dominic are doing. That's incredible. That's uh, that's that that they have a lot of chemistry. I don't break them up, but you break up Judgment Day. That's that 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 group sucks. That, 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 they've uh, grown on me. Really, they've, they've, I hate them. They've grown on me. I hate them. Maybe because I love Finny Boy so much. Yeah. That that that, that uh, I love me some Finn Balor. Okay. That 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 uh, and. This is not his best work. Okay. That, that, uh, I want him. I think he's been doing good, but I mean, you, you have a different opinion. That's fine. I, I get it. I wanted to finally be over. Let okay. Edge win. 
Okay. All right. Fair enough. Yep. Um. <clears throat> well, you, you brought it up. There's been this big debate the last few weeks on social media. What should headline night one of WrestleMania? We all know that Cody and Roman's going to close out night two. Yeah. That goes without saying. Okay? That's the big marquee matchup that a lot of people are looking forward to. But the rumor is is that they want to close with... They're back and forth. They want to close with Sammy and KO against the Usos on night one. Or Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair. No. Okay. Yeah, I, I knew you were going to say no on that because you you hate Charlotte Flair. It's not even that. But, it, dude, who is... Yes, there is a better... All right, let me... Before I even... Yep. Yes, there is a better story with Sammy and the Usos and KO and that whole thing. That's been the best... Sammy Zayn with the bloodline and interweaving with Kevin Owens involved and the dynamic with Jay has been the best WWE storyline in the last decade. The last decade, Okay. I, I better than I mean, you know, I'm not even gonna get into that debate. That'll be a topic yeah. for another day. The last ten years that has been the best, most consistent, emotional roller coaster of a storyline that WWE has put out. The best one. Without a doubt. Okay? I will go on record to say that. The audience is severely invested into it. You you said to yourself in private that it's a story that got you back into watching WWE. Even though you bounce around from time to time. Like I'm in and out, yeah. You, you were like, oh my God. like this is." I mean, you said in a text the other night, this is going to suck when this story ends. And they've set the bar really high. The true test is, is what Sammy is going to be able to do moving forward when he doesn't have any kind of association with them on screen, meaning the bloodline. So there is that strong argument there. Okay, but you brought it up earlier when you mentioned when we were just talking about Edge and Finn Balor. You love the work Rhea's been doing with Dominic. Okay, Rhea had a badass performance entering number one in the Women's Royal Rumble earlier this year. She has grown as a performer. Okay, in the last year since she's joined Judgment Day, I'm not against them putting this match as the the closer. At WrestleMania. You know how many fans for years have complained, oh, the Royal Rumble winner doesn't main event WrestleMania? Now you got two nights of WrestleMania. One woman and one man. Each won their respective Royal Rumbles. It adds more credibility to the idea of the winner main eventing WrestleMania. I don't have a problem if Rhea and Charlotte main event WrestleMania. But if they don't, then and they decide to go the Sammy KO versus Usos route, I don't have a problem with that either. That's a, this is a good problem to have, at least in my opinion. As a yeah. Fan. Now, care to? Care- you know what? I didn't really think about the Royal Rumble winning aspect to it. I, 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 I I'm almost on board now. You, you almost sold me. I thought it was like who is? Uh, you know, what I was about to say is, who do you know in your in your personal life that supports women's wrestling more than me? And, 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 and to no. me, it doesn't make any sense to have a, a woman's main event. Now that you mention it, though, the Royal Rumble winning aspect. The Royal Rumble winner should be in the main event. Yeah. And, and I'm with you now. I'm with you now. That, that I, I thought me... I, 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 kind of outside... What was, your, right, so what was your reason before I just sold you on that? It kind of seemed like they were going to force the woman agenda. Okay. But when they force the woman agenda uh, on uh, the, on us, I, I don't like it. Because you got all these women, like, 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 like these great women wrestlers and you can make these great stories... It, like, like instead of just being lazy and just paste it, oh, we have the women's match, it's just uh, go women, you know what I mean? Also, I think it's anti, uh, uh, like, like, like women's wrestling. If, it, if, it, if, that, if that makes any sense, that 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 that, uh, that um, I just think me personally, the the way it's going, the way that they're, like their promos, I think are a little bit flat, and like I think the match itself is gonna be incredible. The first one was incredible. Why, why can't the second one be? And the first right? one happened in front of nobody. Yeah, it was a great match. It was a great match. That was during COVID. I just don't think I just don't think it's worthy of, of, of a main event. That was what you felt before my point about And then your point though is so great. Yeah. That, that that that's hard it's hard to argue. You're the Royal Rumble winner. It, that that uh, when we were kids, the Royal Rumble winner was in the main event. Yeah. So and now we're I kind of like that. With now two nights of WrestleMania, you you and and you have 
women vying for that opportunity. I think moving forward, I kind of like this idea where it's like, where was the bigger match? Women or men? They will close the night two. Let's say somehow next year we get, you know, you, you know, we get we get Becky Lynch versus, you, you, you know. Rhea. Uh, yeah, Rhea. Yeah. yeah, you got it. You, that's night two of the main event, in my opinion. Then you have the men. Then you have the men from night one. But anyway, one. I'm trying to say, whatever. Yeah. I, okay. I just love that idea. Okay. But anyway. Now. I still go with KO, though. Okay, KO Sammy. Okay, so you think KO Sammy against the Usos, which is not a bad choice. The yep. majority of fans want to see that closeout night night one. Not only because of the fact that it's such a good story and it's been the most consistent story that they've put together, okay? And the work that all of those men have done, in addition to, you know, Playing second fiddle in a way to Roman Reigns, Sammy, KL, Usos, all of them. It's 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 a it's a great story. But here's the other caveat, okay? If that main event, if that match main events WrestleMania Saturday, night one, okay, if that's the case, that will be the first time that a tag team match has main evented WrestleMania since. WrestleMania one. Oh come on, let's Hogan, do it. Mr. T yeah. against Piper and Orndorff. It will also be the first time that the tag team titles have main evented a WrestleMania. That's cool. Okay? Let's do so, it. So there's a lot of good problems yeah. and good solutions to have, whether it's either Rhea and Charlotte or Sammy and KO against the Usos. Either way, I don't think you have a bad way to end WrestleMania Saturday with either of those matches. Now, give me your predictions on both matches. I'm definitely going KO Sammy to, 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 to take the titles. Okay. And, uh, and I think they're going to do a terrific job. I'll give I'll give them a minimum six months run with that with those titles. Okay. A minimum. Okay. Like, 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 like seriously, they them two. You can give Roman a vacation, and none two can just main event your 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 pay per views for, okay. for, for what you get to just so so. And you know, I want Jay, I want Jay Uso to have a single run. I want him to get like the IC title or something, or okay. the United States Championship. Like I said, he's the one that sets the challenge against Cena Bomber, and and that uh, him and okay, his brother so fucks him over, and he becomes the United States champion. Okay, uh, but anyway, it's not gonna happen. No, but no, 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 that's no. what I want. That's a what I want. Okay. Yeah, that's uh, that, that, uh, I want Jey Uso. I so want to see KO when yep. Jey Uso moves on to do a Yeah, I want to see that so bad. Okay, that that um, a lot of people do too. And I, and I think it's. Yeah, uh, Rhea's not going zero two again against Toilet Flair. No way, no way, no way. That 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 uh, that uh, Rhea Rhea's winning. That that, that if Rhea would have lost to her during the pandemic, I mean, I mean, beat her. I mean, if Rhea should have beat her like the way she should. Like like seriously, why why give Charlotte Flair the fucking NXT Championship? Look, I that, that, look. Do I like Charlotte Flair? Absolutely not. Obviously not. But yes, she's a good worker. She was already established. You don't give, you don't give her that fucking championship, and they did nothing with it anyway. Yeah, I mean, all right. So you make a good but, point. But there. anyway, Rhea should have won back then. This so is giving the redemption. She's win now. Yeah, this is the okay. redemption match. All right, she's winning for sure. I'm not. I'm not rationalizing. I'm not. I'm not making excuses for the decision they made three years ago. But it was COVID, and there was a lot of experimenting of things. Now, could they have experimented and had Rhea defeat Charlotte? Yes, they could have. But at the same time, okay, Charlotte was already an established draw for them at that time, three years ago. Okay, she was already established. And because of the state of the pandemic and because of what COVID had had done to all walks of life, television included, I think in that sense, they had to go with they had to go with the devil they know. And that was her. Because she was an established draw on television. Not to say that Rhea wouldn't have drawn on television as the the victor of that match. But, I don't know. I just felt like there needed to be... There, I, I, I can understand if that was their reason behind it. But, at the same time, they could have... They 
like I said, they 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 experimented with a lot of things during COVID. Yeah. There was no audience, you know, empty arena, Thunderdome, all that good stuff. So I could, it could have been easily the other side of the coin, Rhea winning and them spotlighting her and focusing her. Um, but I get it. They did nothing with Charlotte as the NXT champion. But at the same time, it makes for a good nugget in their stories that she won that Rumble because she wants redemption from losing three years prior to Charlotte. And while creatively they hadn't set the world on fire, they're definitely miles apart from, from Sammy and KO and the bloodline. They've started to come into a rhythm recently on TV to get people to be interested to the point where that first, you know, they had a couple of promos with each other, but then that like pull apart brawl that happened on SmackDown recently where they had the referees involved. Um, they were actually cheering for Charlotte, which she's a natural heel. So it's kind of a testament to the abilities of both of them that they can get the audience who naturally does not like her to get behind her in this situation with Rhea. So that's pretty good. So as far as my predictions go, Rhea definitely with the victory. I think she has to, okay? I think that now's the time to really establish her because I don't think I don't think Charlotte's going to be around full time that much longer, okay? I think that they that they have other ideas for her. She might even go into TV and movies, okay? That's just me personally. So I think reestablishing Rhea, making her a a a flagship and a force and a focus is their direction. The tag match that's a tough one for me, okay? Because it all depends on the direction they want to go. And I think it's kind of linked to Cody and Roman in a way. Based on what based on what direction they want to go in with the finish of Cody and Roman. Okay. Um, I can see a situation where this is this is my theory, okay? Yeah. This is my theory. When Jey Uso turned on Sammy, okay, a lot of people were like, that was terrible. They shouldn't have done that. A lot of people were like, oh my God, that's crazy. A lot of people expected it. A lot of people saw it as like a, a placeholder type of, of, of scenario because Sammy didn't win in Montreal and win the title, okay? And they felt it was forced. But here's my take on it. And I think you've said this. I think I've said this to you in, in our text message group. Jay turning on Sammy wasn't about turning on Sammy. It was about saving his brother Jimmy from the abuse that he could have potentially received from Roman had Jay not returned back to the group. Because as we know, Jay left the group at the Royal Rumble when they beat on Sammy. And you saw the conflicted facial expressions and his body language. And, you know, there was a mystery surrounding Jay for a number of weeks. And he was involved in the finish at the Elimination Chamber. And Roman was starting to get antsy that him and Jay, you know, that Jay wasn't back in the group yet. And it had, be, it, it, it had become, it had gotten to a point where he needed somebody to blame for that. And he was going to blame Jimmy. And what Roman did was, this is my theory, Roman baited Jay back into the group by using Jimmy as bait. Because he was threatening to take it out on him. And Jay had to... Look out for his brother, his blood, his twin, Jimmy Uso. If you remember, if you watched the promo the week after, Jimmy said, Jay says, my brother was going to get clipped. Referring to Roman's abuse towards Jimmy. He didn't want Jimmy to suffer the same abuse that Roman had suffered earlier in the story, or that Jay had suffered earlier in the storyline from Roman. So this isn't about Jay turning on Sammy. This is about Jay saving Jimmy. So I think at WrestleMania, Jimmy and Jay somehow come out with the victors and keep the titles. And somehow, this the, the based on the finish, it's done from the perspective of Jay Uso to make Roman think that the families united as one. And then at the end of that WrestleMania, Jay turns on Roman 
whether it's to cost him the title or it's in the post-match when Roman wins, Jay turns on Roman. And Jay attacking Sammy was done under false pretenses to make Roman think he was obeying the tribal chief. What he was really doing was saving his brother and biding his time, playing the long game to turn on Roman. I like now, that. as far as Roman and Cody goes, you could make the argument that, based on what I just explained with Jay, he helps Roman win and makes Roman think that, I got you back. We're family. We're united as one. The bloodline's stronger than ever. And then WrestleMania closes. He raises Roman's hand and then, boom. Super kick, huh? Super kick, <laughs> a knockout punch, whatever. And Jay's the one that dethrones Roman for the titles, not Cody. But at the same time, there's a strong argument that based on the momentum that Cody has, that Cody dethroning Roman is not out of the realm of possibility and something that probably has to happen at WrestleMania, that Cody's the right guy to do it. So Jay being the reason why Roman loses to Cody could also be a factor in there as well. So my prediction, as much as I'd like to see Roman hit the 1,000-day mark as champion, which will put him in the upper echelon with Hogan, Bruno, and Bob Backlund, okay? He will have surpassed John Cena, I think, at one point. His total, you know, cumulative days. If he hits 1,000 days, which is actually the day of the Saudi Arabia pay-per-view in May, King and Queen of the Ring, or whatever it's called, <laughs> I think he's not going to reach that milestone. He'll get close. By the time WrestleMania rolls around, I think he'll be at like 946 or 47 days, something like wow. that. i got to do the math or whatever, right? As yeah. the champion. I think Cody defeats Roman and leaves with the title. And, and here's why. Because Roman's got Jay to worry about now, okay? And you're still kind of... The, the, the bloodline story doesn't center around the title anymore with Roman being the champ. Now it's a family and a personal matter. Okay? I think that leads to Roman and Jay at SummerSlam in a huge match. And that's like Jay's crowning moment. That big main event against Roman Reigns at a pay-per-view like that. Cody, his whole mantra of needing to finish the story, win the title that his father never won, the WWE Championship, I think having that moment at a WrestleMania would be huge for him. And I also think, too... Like, I've been saying this for weeks now. I think Cody Rhodes is the next John Cena in terms of what he what he brings to that company. He's he's popular with kids. Yeah. Women like him. Guys think he's cool. He hits all the he checks all the boxes. You know? I was at the Royal Rumble in San Antonio. They ran out of Cody Rhodes merchandise. Like he's popular. And the fans are not turning on him anytime soon. A lot of people thought, like, oh, with the buildup with Sammy, everyone was thinking that that Cody that they were going to turn on Cody. And they've been by Cody every step of the way. His momentum keeps building and building and building. He's, I think, the perfect guy to dethrone Roman of the championship. Jay's the perfect guy to dethrone Roman as the head of the table. I like that. I like that. That's my theory. So yeah. I'm, I'm saying Usos win the tag titles. Yeah. And then Cody defeats Roman. But at WrestleMania, one way or another, Jay Uso turns on Roman Reigns. Whether it's either post-match, during the match, somehow he turns on Roman Reigns. And you set up Roman. And Roman could go away for a little while. Okay? Even though I don't think he will, though. Backlash is in Puerto Rico. And Saudi Arabia's got a big event. Roman's usually on those big international cards. Yeah. So I think Roman will be a part of it somehow. But, yeah, I'm, I'm going with the idea that Roman and Jay leads us to SummerSlam based on Jay turning on Roman at WrestleMania. I like that. Those, those are my predictions yeah. for WrestleMania. So, and you, and you, did you say Cody? Oh, Cody all day. Cody all day. Okay, all right. So we, 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 we've been around the block a little bit previewing this upcoming WrestleMania. Uh, for those of you that are still with us, uh, hopefully you've kept it, kept your, your, uh, your, your TV on pause at 3 hours, 11 minutes, and 2 seconds as we're going to watch Macho Man. Uh-huh. 
defeat the Million Dollar Man Teddy DiBiase for the WWF Championship in the finals of the tournament from WrestleMania 4 on March the 27th, 1988. So, without further ado, when I say play, press play. At times, I might have the audio up. I might put the audio on. Uh, but for the most part, I think I'll keep it off so you can listen to the sweet, soothing sounds of Dennis J. Levy and myself and our alternate commentary. So this match is going to go roughly about 20 minutes or so. Um, and uh, yeah, we're going to do it. We're going to do it live. We're going to do it live! Bill, who is that? Bill O'Reilly, right? Bill O'Reilly. Bill O'Reilly. We're going to do it live! We're gonna fucking do it live! That's right. Actually, no, we're not really live. It's pre-recorded, as you know. But uh, nonetheless, uh, when I say play, press play. And we will be, uh, we'll be off to the races, if you will. So in three, two, one... Hit play. And I'll play the audio for this. For the final event, it is the final match of our championship elimination tournament. And we will determine the undisputed World Wrestling Federation heavyweight champion. At this time, I would like to introduce the presenter of the championship belt. He is the lifestyles of the rich and famous's own Robin Leach. Robin Leach, I'm bringing down the Covenant World Wrestling Federation. Get them all touching the belt. <laughs> I would love that, yeah. I was a big fan of Lifestyles Richard Famous. Yeah, uh, I didn't watch the show, um, but, uh, you know, girl. Actually, up. I'm kind of surprised because we could do Ozan Saturday right before, or not right before, but right, almost kind of like in that same block before uh, Superstars Wrestling. Right? Really? Yeah. I, I want to say it was like 10 a.m. I want to say, I think it went 10 a.m. was Lifestyles Richard Famous. 11 a.m. was Glow, and then 12 was Superstars. I'm pretty really? sure. I'm okay. pretty sure. Interesting. Yep. Uh, I remember, yeah, I remember like Superstars or Challenge, like being, you know, the like the, in like the 10, 11 o'clock time frame, and then like I remember like going to 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 TBS, and like there was you know, NWA or no, sometimes NWA World Championship Wrestling. Was yeah. Like, like nine or ten in the morning, sometimes. Like it all depends. I don't yeah. remember exactly, but I remember that used to be my block of wrestling um, on Saturday mornings. Uh, my whether it was before or after, I don't remember which one I used to watch. But uh, here's Mr. Baseball, Bob Euchre. Did I? So I loved him in Mr. Belvedere and like Major League. Yep. I didn't know he was actually a real baseball commentator until I was like 20 years old. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was listening to a Met game. Uh, a you Met... some drunk fan in the audience. <laughs> 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 Bob loves the fans. He's great, honestly. Um, I didn't know who he was until WrestleMania. Yeah, he did. I was, you know, I was, Milwaukee baseball. I was five years old at this point watching this, but. Um, my father used to tell me, like, you know, he was a great baseball announcer, a lousy baseball player. But just, I didn't know he played baseball. But just yeah. loved the game. Oh, yeah, he, was, he, he wasn't anything special. Um, but if he made it to the pros. So you're, he made it to the pros yeah. and he sat the bench and they bring him in from time to time. But for the most part, he made his, he, he made his mark on the, the, the sport, you know, behind the microphone. Okay, um, yeah. That, you know, he's a, currently still, I think, does uh, Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, does really, he? I think so, yeah. yeah. Uh, but... He actually uh, is a celebrity inductee into the WWE Hall of Fame. I like that. Um, funny guy. Uh, if you go back and watch his speech from 2010, uh, he, he had he, he definitely uh, stole the show. Um, but he, you know, his you humor, see the gag reels, you, you see the you know, gag reels, you know, you know, the with Andre, he did with Andre, Bruce Beefcake, and Bruce and Beef and Beef and and yeah, we get strangled. Yeah, 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 you see the gag reels. Yeah, we get yeah, Andre yeah, Andre strangles him. Yeah, hey, buddy, might get your foot off my shoulder. And he shake the shit out of him. But yeah, he was a good addition. Speaking of which, no, that's not Andre. That's that's Vanna White. A big fan of Vanna. Still, she's a fox. Still, yeah. I recently. Oh man. Still rocking it. Yeah. Fortune. Yep. And she is, yep, she's a babe. 
I think she's like in her 60s or her 70s. She's gotta be. Jeez. Something like that. Let's, she's let's still... look her up right now. Let's look her up right I now. I originally saw a um, look her Real up. Fortune episode, and I'm like, wow, she's still yeah, got she it. She is. Vanna White is 66 years old. She wow. was born February 18th, 1957 in Conway, South Carolina. Um, so that means if that was 35 years ago, so that if this date here, 35 years ago, so she's 67, so she was... She was in her early thirties. She was in her early thirties here. I mean, still, a, I mean, still a, a babe now. Yeah. Um, every now and then at work, I'll watch. <laughs> Look I'll, at I'll, Bob. <laughs> I know. I'll watch Wheel of Fortune. I'll have Wheel of Fortune on in the day room. The inmates will, will, will watch it from time to time, and uh, yeah, she's uh, she she still gets all the looks. I, I will say, um, but yeah, still still off and running with with Wheel of Fortune. To this day, over yep. 30 years, 35 years. And Wheel of Fortune had been around for, what, 10, 15 years yeah. prior to that? Yeah, and too? I'm pretty so, sure she was always uh, on the show. Yeah, I don't think she's ever, uh, she's ever, I don't say ever missed an episode, but. Yeah. Um, I think her and Pat did every episode. I'm. You, you might be right there. You might be right. But yeah. another welcome addition to, you know, the celebrity aspect of these of these WrestleManias is, is, is important, too. Sometimes you get a celebrity and it's like, oh, they're just bringing them out because they need to promote something. But then there's other times where they where they actually fit into the product and the presentation, and uh, being that this championship tournament was so prestigious, that, uh, <laughs> 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 let's listen to Bob Euchre's uh, ring introductions. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the final match of our tournament to determine. The undisputed World Wrestling Feder- Federation Heavyweight <laughs> Champion, right here at Trump Plaza in Atlantic City. That kiss was too Introducing much. Introducing <laughs> He's doing a great job. Accompanied by himself. I think he's an airhead in heat. Uh-uh. He's got the big boy with him. Andre the Giant. <laughs> he's got the big boy. DiBiase, Andre. We talked about it. We watched the the the, the, tw- the twin referee Saturday night's yep. main event. Um, Justin and I recently speculated on the the urban legend that Ted DiBiase was scheduled to leave this WrestleMania as the WWF champion. Um, but uh, but Honky Tonk Man uh, refused to drop the Intercontinental title. Um, Piece of shit. If you go back and listen to the episode, we kind of fantasy book what WrestleMania 4 could have looked like had DiBiase left as champion. Me personally, I thought this is what this is the scenario I came up with. You know, Hogan and Andre have the match at Saturday night's main event. They do the twin referee thing, okay? But and Andre tries to give the belt to DiBiase. Jack Tunney reverses the decision, gives the belt back to Hogan. But Hogan challenges DiBiase at this WrestleMania and puts the title on the line. And that's when DiBiase... Or no. So Hogan and Andre... Oh, I'm sorry. Here's what we do. This is No, I, I got it confused. So Hogan and Andre have the match at Saturday night's main event. Okay? The referee totally bypasses Hogan kicking out at one. And he awards Andre the belt. Andre tries to give it to DiBiase. And... Jack Tunney doesn't allow it. Reverses the decision. Gives it back to Hogan. Hogan challenges DiBiase at WrestleMania 4. Puts the title on the line. And that's when they do the twin referee. At WrestleMania 4. That's when the same referee who screwed Hogan, or tried to screw Hogan, somehow is the referee for that match, but then there's a twin. And then WrestleMania, WrestleMania 4 ends with... DiBiase, Andre, Virgil, Bobby Heenan, they're jumping Hogan in the ring. DiBiase's the champion, and Randy Savage comes out with a chair, makes the save, helps Hogan, and that's how you set up summer of, of, of Savage chasing DiBiase for the title as the champion. That would have been pretty good. Yeah. It would have totally taken away from the long-ass, boring four-hour tournament they had at this <laughs> WrestleMania. It wasn't great. It was long and, and excruciating. Which we'll go through the, the 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 results and the list of participants. As a matter of fact, here when it comes to um, 
I remember too. There was like not one redeeming match in that whole tournament. No, I, I don't think so. Let me get to the results here. So um, this WrestleMania saw Bad News Brown defeat Bret Hart and 19, 18 other guys in a over-the-top rope battle royal. I, I like that battle royal. I thought uh, that was entertaining. Yeah. I like that battle royal. Where him and Bad News were going to split the trophy. Yeah. And Bad News dumps Bret all yeah. the way. I liked it. Um, the first round match saw Ted DiBiase defeat Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Uh, another first round match saw Don Morocco defeat Dino Bravo. Greg the Hammer Valentine defeating Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Oh, wow. That was a, that was a bad booking. Um, Randy Macho Man Savage defeating Butch Reed. The One Man Gang defeating Bam Bam Bigelow. And then Jake the Snake Roberts and Rick Rude ended in a time limit draw, which led to One Man Gang getting a bye in the quarterfinal round, going straight to the semifinals. We would also see uh, on this card the Ultimate Warrior defeating Hercules in a regular singles match. Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant ended in a double disqualification, leading to Teddy DiBiase getting a bye in the semifinal round to go straight to the final round. <laughs> Two byes. DiBiase defeating Don Morocco in that quarterfinal match. Randy Savage then defeated Greg the Hammer Valentine. Uh, for the Intercontinental title, Brutus Beefcake defeated the Honky Tonk Man by disqualification. We also saw the Islanders and Bobby the Brain Heenan defeat the British Bulldogs and Coco Beware in a six-man tag team match. Randy Savage would then defeat the one-man gang by disqualification in the semifinal tournament match. Your boys, Axe and Smash, Demolition, won their first World Wrestling Federation Tag Team Championship against Strike Force. And then in the finals of this tournament, Randy Macho Man Savage defeats the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase. Yeah, this won't go down as one of the best WrestleManias of all time. It's certainly not. You know what's funny, too? Like, I go, you know, Justin and I, I'm sure you've seen it in the text message thread. We'll go back and forth. Usually around this time of year, we binge a lot of the WrestleManias. We try to get all of them in, or we watch our favorite matches or whatever and, like, kind of talk about it. And full disclosure, my wife hates this, but, you know, I need a little white noise to go to sleep. So I'll keep the TV on and have the timer on for, like, 30 minutes or you know, an hour or whatever. And usually more often than not, WrestleMania 4 is my go-to-sleep background noise. <laughs> and I usually make it past the Battle Royal, and then, like, yeah. that's it. Like, <laughs> after the Battle Royal, I'm out cold. Like, the rest of the show, it's like the TV shuts off, and then when I wake up the next day, Peacock has it set to wrestle halfway through WrestleMania 5, so. Um, yeah, that's pretty funny. So... Talk to me a little bit. You were DiBiase was one of your favorite singles wrestlers at he this time. He was my favorite singles wrestler okay. at this time. Yeah, and that um, that um, oh, I, I I wanted him to win this title so bad. And what, I, and what was the reason behind him? But behind being your favorite, I was like a good bad guy. Yeah, I was always when I, when when I had, um, I did uh like GI Joe. I was I was behind Cobra Commander. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, so the bad guys intrigued you. Yeah, okay. He Man was the one where I loved He Man. He yeah. He Man was like the one, but he was like, but uh, but 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 I always cheered for the bad guys. Okay. That um, that that when Hogan fought whoever the fuck, even the when he fought, I I remember Hogan fighting um Nikolai Volkov on on, on Superstars Wrestling. That and I remember crying. Because and not because Nikolai Volkov lost, but I hate Hogan so much. I wanted the. You know, I'm just saying. I always cheered for the bad guys, always. So anyway, and so, so and when, when he really won me over, he went with the. It's the you know one of the most famous moments in DiBiase. You got that kid from the audience. Hey kid, you got a hundred dollars. Just bounce the basketball five times. One, oh, yeah. that's once. Yeah. Bounce it twice, three times, four times. They kicked it right into the audience. Yeah. Oh, sorry, kid. Yeah. And that kid, I don't think that kid was was in it. Was was they was, weren't? They were. I don't weren't, think he was in it. They weren't. Smart. That kid was crying, crying. They, I've heard a story. I heard a story. It's funny you say that because you talk about that moment. Because I heard a story that obviously that kid wasn't. You know, the kid and the mother they weren't smart to it. They didn't. This wasn't a plan. Like this was, you know, on the cuff. DiBiase pulled him up and yeah. and offered him this this spot, and then they they took the money. You know, he 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 didn't give him the money. He cheated him. And I heard a story on something to wrestle with Bruce Pritchard that I think like they pulled the mother and the kid backstage, and like 
I think they gave him like autographs or, okay. like, or a T-shirt or something. Like I think like they they they, they compensated him because of the situation and kind of let the mom know that like hey this is you know it's part of the show kind of thing um as we see savage here conversing with miss elizabeth i think this is the point where savage instructs her to go get his secret weapon <laughs> aka the hulkster brother um but yeah i i heard that story um on something to wrestle and then on social media a couple of years ago DiBiase, I think, posted this on like his official Facebook page or his official social media handle. The kid who he kicked the ball out of met he met the kid at like either either an airport or at a convention or something. But the kid approached him and said, "I don't know if you remember me, but I'm the one that you kicked the basketball <laughs> with and made me cry." And they took a picture together, and yeah. it was kind of a cool story. Uh, but yeah, but D, I mean, DiBiase. I don't understand. I mean, DiBiase was so over as a heel. Oh, here we go. Here he is. The Hulkster brother in his red yoga pants. Considered <laughs> yoga pants at the time. With his uh, everyone wore spandex in the 80s. Snakeskin cowboy boots. Yep, that's right. I'm going to breathe that. Brother. Brother, brother. Brother, 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 brother. Yeah. Um, I, I still to this day don't understand how they didn't give DiBiase a run as the champion and have somebody chase him like a Hogan or like a Savage because he was so hated as a kid. I mean, they hated him when he wanted to buy the goddamn belt from Hogan. That I don't. It would have been the ultimate, like, fuck you to the fans, but also it would have made a huge baby face if someone were to try to take that title from him that he won. You know, I, I, I get it that they had a different philosophy back then. You know, Savage was, after this match, would, would become the guy. While Hogan went away to go, you know, do a movie. He did the No Holds Barred movie yeah. while Savage was gone. I um, did that, by the way, I think that movie so misunderstood. When I first saw it, I kind of thought it was a shits. Then I saw it again, like, like last... Ten years. It's an underground I, cult I classic. I appreciate that movie now. I it's do. It's an but... underground <laughs> cult classic. Okay. To the point where Mattel last year, last summer, made a no holds barred action figure set with Rip and Zeus at the San Diego Comic Con. Really? The thing sold out in like 30 seconds. It's on the secondary market on eBay for like over $100. It was retailed at like 70, 70 bucks. Um, which I'm still in search for. I'm, I'm, I, I just don't have it in me to pay over $100 for that just yet. Um, but yeah, it was uh, it, it was definitely a cult classic. But DB, but you know, Savage was on the come up, and I get it. It was a babyface territory. You know, Vince relied on the babyface to sell tickets, and Savage was a proven commodity. Savage was, and it would be in later years too, when the WWF used to run um, two shows. The same day, Hogan would headline one, Savage would headline the other. And sometimes Hogan would work the middle of the car to his show so that he can go work the main event of the other show 200, 300 miles away. And Savage would be a part of that. There was, there, I've heard a lot of stories of Savage headlining shows, whether it was against Warrior. Um, uh, what else? Uh, oh, him and Sherry against Dusty and Sapphire was like a main event um, on the B-Town shows for a number of years. I think so, they could be... Uh, yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Is he going up? Going up. It's going up already? It's still too early. Oh, no. he missed. <laughs> Crash and burn. Crash and burn. Come on, D-Rossi. Now, did you hate the Macho Man then during this time period? Like, were you upset that he won the title? Or you no, one I really... didn't win it. I was more upset that Diossi didn't win. Okay. I actually liked Macho Man because he was a heel. Yeah. Uh, did, did, uh, oh, did, here's uh, the finish. Oh, come on. Hogan with the chair after DiBiase had Savage in the Million Dollar Dream. The hypocrisy, but the revenge, too. DiBiase was the one that orchestrated Hogan losing the title in the first place. Yep. As we see Savage going, let's play the audio for the finish. (laughs) 
Of course, Hogan's got to be in the spotlight. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, because this one established him. This this one this one made him into a into the into a top guy. You know, he was already on the rise. I mean, the match with Steamboat a year prior was like was when they was when they probably realized like, all right, he's gonna be one of our major players. Not that he wasn't before, but he he could he could he could in some ways fill Hogan's shoes. You know, um, and we see the handshake, brother, brother. <laughs> yeah, huh? But um, yeah. I mean, it's it's one of those things that uh, the the flare match at WrestleMania eight for the title. That um, I mean, there was a different story. It was personal. Sa- Savage was trying to avenge, you know, his 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 wife being humiliated by Ric Flair. This here was Savage going through a grueling tournament. To and, and having the odds stacked against him each and every time, defeating Butch Reed, Greg Valentine, One Man Gang, and then eventually the Million Dollar Man who had Andre the Giant in his corner. Um, so there, there, there's two different stories and trajectories there for, for Randy Savage. Um, but yeah, this is definitely the bigger victory. Definitely the bigger victory, I must say. And this is the really the 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 launching pad for. What would be the mega powers yeah. exploding? You know the, the storyline with him and Hogan. Do you think they could have gone any longer and waited for them to explode? Or do you think if the, the year? It seemed a little premature, but uh, yeah, I felt I don't know. I and I I would actually like to see Macho Man like going back in time. I would like to see the Macho Man be a. Uh, a more of a face champion. I gave it a bit. I would have gave him the title a bit, little bit longer. Like for example, you, maybe you can. But the only feud I can think of when, during the title was against Hogan and when, when he was a when, when he was a heel. Who when he was a face with the championship? Who's his big rival? Well, him and Hogan were a team. So like DiBiase and Andre were like a major rival. Um, I remember him having I think a championship match on a Saturday night's main event against Andre. Um, right before the split, uh, Big Boss Man and Akeem were were rivals to Savage and Hogan as a team. So, do uh, I mean though? I, I do remember that they 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 had a match. He had a match with Bad News Brown at one point on a Saturday night's main event or something to that effect. Um, but I don't recall him having like a really pretty much. Savage's run as champion in this it, from in this year from WrestleMania four to WrestleMania five was loosely centered around his relationship with Hogan. I think that's such and bullshit. It, and, it was, and it wasn't centered around him as the defending champion um, facing all comers as 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 the World Wrestling Federation title holder. So. You can make an argument that, like, yeah, that kind of, like you said, it's kind of bullshit. But at the same time, like, there was an intriguing story with him and Hogan and their relationship. They were, you know, best of friends. But every once in a while, Savage would be a little leery of what Hogan's intentions were. Or he would be jealous of the friendship that his his girl, Elizabeth, yeah. had with his best friend. And I still think they got that ass backwards. Who should have been the heel and who should have been the well, face in that. a lot of people, yeah. We've, we've <laughs> discussed that before, too. A lot of people have said that Savage and Hogan, uh, the, the dynamic could have been flip-flopped. And Hogan could have been the one that was trying to steal the girl rather than... Savage being the one that, you know, was jealous and he was the one that turned heel. And I mean, I'll be honest with you, you know, as a kid, when they split up and I definitely, we're definitely going to cover, we, you and I have watched Hogan and Savage before on this, on this podcast. Yes. We did a special 
it was a Christmas watch along where we where we, we watched this match on Christmas Day a couple years ago. Look for it in the archives. Secret Santa watch along. Mega powers explode. Anyways, I definitely want to cover the, the the breakup next year on the 35th anniversary. Hogan and Savage Saturday Night's main event. But just to kind of put an end to this this podcast here. In hindsight, when you go back and you watch this stuff, you know, Savage really wasn't that much of a heel until after he lost the title to Hogan. Like, he was still kind of like in between. People were still kind of cheering him, even though he had turned on Hogan. And Hogan was the more popular of the two. They wouldn't really necessarily hate Randy Savage, but... They didn't also love him either. So, leading up to that WrestleMania that year, WrestleMania 5, he was still kind of a tweener. Even to the point where Elizabeth had made it clear, I'm not going to be in either of yours corner. I'm going to be on the sidelines hoping the best man wins. And kind of even implying, hoping that whatever happens after this match, the two of you can patch this up. Obviously, we didn't get that. But um, that's where I stand with that. Uh, Dennis? Thank you very much. A lot uh, of fun. Yeah, a lot of fun as always. We picked a good one there. WrestleMania weekend. We got our some of our predictions in uh, regarding WrestleMania 39, um, Saturday and Sunday. Uh, hopefully all of you enjoy WrestleMania this weekend. Uh, and with that being said, I think it's about that time that we put this one down for the three count, brother man. We'll see you all next time.